the powder. You are the sun stopper, you're the Lord changer, you're the chain breaker. When you open, none can close. When you close, who can open? You have the power to withhold. You have the power to restore. Lord, restore us and we shall be restored. You can mend that which is broken. Who can build what you have broken? You are the name changer. You're the game changer. You're the showstopper. Who can break what you have mended? You can straighten what is crooked. You can give back what is taken. You have the power to restore. Lord, restore us and we shall be restored. Lord, restore us and we shall be restored. Lord, restore us and we shall be restored. You formed your nation in one day. Or you can turn our night into day. Who, who can go against what you say? You have the power to restore. Lord, restore us, or this we pray. Not for us, but for your glory's sake. Lord, restore us, and we shall be restored. Hallelujah. Come, Lord, restore us. Come, Lord, restore us. Come, Lord, restore us, and we shall be restored. Come, Lord, restore us. Come, Lord, restore us. Come, Lord, restore us, and we shall be restored. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's the Lord God of restoration. Hallelujah. He's the Lord God of restoration. He's the Lord God of restoration. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. I'm going to sing this one more time. I want you to pay close attention to the words of the song that the Lord has given. Every song God gives is a prophetic word from God, so it means everything for us as a church. Pay close attention to the words God gave. The Lord gave this song to me yesterday morning, right after the morning call. Pay close attention to the words of the song. Part of the song God wants me to sing, so that's so much I'm going to sing. But just pay attention to the words of the song that you here and make the words your own make the promise that God is giving and whatever God is speaking to be your own thank you Jesus You're, you are the mighty mountain breaker you grind the mountains to powder 
You are the sun stopper, you're the Lord changer, you're the chain breaker. When you open, none can close. When you close, who can open? You have the power to withhold. You have the power to restore. Lord, restore us and we shall be restored. I'm going to sing one more time. You are the mighty mountain breaker. You grind the mountains to powder. You are the sun stopper. You are the Lord changer. You are the chain breaker. When you open, none can close. When you close, who can open? You have the power to withhold. You have the power to restore. Lord, restore us, and we shall be restored. You can mend that which is broken. Who can build what you have broken? You are the name changer. You're the game changer. You're the showstopper. Who can break what you have mended? You can straighten what is crooked. You can give back what is taken. You have the power to restore. Lord, restore us and we shall be restored. Lord, restore us and we shall be restored. Lord, restore us and we shall be restored. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can mend that which is broken. Who can build what you have broken? Hallelujah. You can break what is mended. God can do that. Who can break what you have mended? You can straighten what is crooked. God has the power to straighten that which is crooked. But who can actually straighten what God has made crooked? God can give back what is taken. Who can take what God has given? God has the power to restore. God has the power to restore. Our faith has to be upon the living God, not upon what you see, not upon what you hear, not upon what you feel, not upon what you think. All those things can be wrong. All those things can deceive a person to making them one of the many losers that Satan has achieved under his belt. The just shall live by faith. 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 Every time someone falls away from faith, heaven has lost a person, a soldier, and hell has gained. Hell has gained his victim. We have to be people of faith. 
Without faith, we cannot make it to heaven. Without faith, we cannot live a Christian life. We cannot live a Christian life. Many people say, oh, I want to die for Jesus, I will die for Jesus. All those statements become a lie if we can't live for Him. Living for Jesus Christ is the most important thing. We need to live for Him. God called us, Jesus Christ called us, His disciples, and everyone He's called, to deny themselves, to pick up their crosses and to follow Him, which is a call to live. A call to live. A call to die to self and to live. Every believer should die now to self. That's the test. That's the most important thing. That shows the character we have on inside. What we're made up of. God can do all things. What can we do for Him? God can do all things. And He can do all things through those who are empty where He can fill them. He can do all things through those who become nothing so that He can become everything because only He can do everything. God can do great mighty things in the lives of all those who trust in His Word and who humble themselves because where pride is God will be absent, Lucifer will be present. Where humility, integrity, and love is, God will be present. Where self-righteousness is, God will be absent, Satan will be present. Where humility is, God will be present, Satan can't work there. God is speaking to our hearts today. Don't let anything come in to shipwreck your faith. To shipwreck your faith. Don't let anything come in to shipwreck your faith. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Satan's only goal is to shipwreck the faith of God's people. If he can do that, he's achieved his goal. His ambition, his desire has been met in the lives of all those who have shipwrecked their faith. May God speak to our hearts at this hour. We should be people who are the people of God that you don't shipwreck your faith that your ship sails all the way to glory hallelujah 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 no ego no pride should be allowed in the lives of God's people because it will shipwreck shipwreck their faith. Hallelujah. Your faith should not be 
destroyed. Satan can't shipwreck your faith. He will make you to shipwreck your faith. He'll bring things in your life and when you accept it, you will shipwreck your faith. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for the spirit of truth. Hallelujah. Thank you for the spirit of truth. Hallelujah. Thank you for the spirit of truth. Hallelujah. Thank you for the spirit of truth. Hallelujah. Oh, let your truth prevail this morning. Let your truth prevail this morning. Hallelujah. Let your truth prevail this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Oh, we praise you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, precious Father. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray that you will speak to our hearts at this hour. I pray that the Spirit of God, the Spirit of truth, you do a mighty work, mighty work in the lives of your people this morning. That the word which you are delivering to your people, may that word of God, may that word of God do a mighty work in the lives of your people. Oh Lord, I pray, expose the deeds of darkness, expose the works of darkness, expose the poison, expose whatever tree ants, canker worms, are there in their soul that is eating at the foundation level. Oh Lord, I pray that the work of the enemy be stopped in the lives of the people. That the work of the enemy be stopped in the lives of your people. That they may not contribute to their own destruction. That no one, that each one be aware the works of darkness that's entered into their own lives. They may be careful, careful in every area of their lives. One small door open is an entry point to the devil. One small door open is an entry point to the devil. One small window open. One small crack is enough for the serpent, the white serpent to get in, which has the form of godliness but denies the power of God where the action, living, faith doesn't go along with the word of God. Whatever is in your life that is displeasing to God, get it out right now before it grows and suffocates you spiritually. 
Let nothing choke the word of God that God has graciously given to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I pray that your word may enter into your people. It may not be received in vain. But the purpose with which your word is being sent from the mouth of God, through the mouth of your servant, to the ears of your people, may that be accomplished, O Lord, this morning. And I thank you for doing this. I bind all the works of darkness in Jesus' name. I take victory in Jesus' name. Sanctify every heart, sanctify every mind, sanctify every ear. I pray that you'll build your kingdom, Father. We thank you. What you've built, none can break it down. Hallelujah. What you've broken, no one can build it. Hallelujah. When you destroyed the Tower of Babel, it was destroyed forever. When you destroyed Capernaum, it was destroyed forever. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Who can stand against the Lord God Almighty? We thank you. When you brought King Nebuchadnezzar down, he lost his mind. And he was outside with the beasts of the field until one day he repented and then he restored his mind. May the Lord God who restores, who receives the restoration, those who humble themselves and acknowledge their sin and thoroughly repent before God, are the only ones who receive the true restoration, the total restoration. Hallelujah. So I pray that you will speak to your people, O Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let every person's eye be open to look at their own self, to look at their own heart. They stand before God at this hour, and God is speaking to every single person here. They may take the medicine that is good for them, that they may see their own deficiencies, but no one, no one deceived themselves by thinking that. Oh, it's for someone else. I pray that the Word of God may go and do what the Word of God is being sent for. So I ask you, Lord, let it not, let your Word not land on barren grounds, but let it land on fertile ground. So I ask you, Spirit of the Living God, I pray that you prepare every heart at this hour, break every fallow ground at this hour in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Every hindrance, every hardening of heart, and every delusion, every unbelief, every self-righteousness, every pride be destroyed at this hour in the name of Jesus. Every deception be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Let there be a softening of hearts taking place. Let the word of God penetrate into their hearts, O Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every hindrance of Satan be removed at this hour in Jesus' name. What do you want to give to your people? May they be worthy 
this morning to receive it. So I pray that you prepare every single person that they may receive it. They may not miss it, oh God. I thank you. I praise you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. First Timothy chapter one. Let's turn our Bibles to First Timothy chapter one. And I'm going to read from verse eighteen onwards. First Timothy chapter one from 18 onwards. I'm reading from the New Living Translation and I will alternate between New Living Translation and New King James as the Holy Spirit wants me to at this moment. So that's what we're going to do. Right now I'm going to read from New Living Translation 1 Timothy chapter 1 from verse 18 onwards. Timothy, my son, here are my instructions for you, based on the prophetic words spoken about you earlier. May they help you fight well in the Lord's battles. Cling to your faith in Christ and keep your conscience clear. For some people have deliberately violated their consciences. As a result, their faith has been shipwrecked. Hymenaeus and Alexander are two examples. I threw them out and handed them over to Satan so they might learn not to blaspheme God. Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Timothy, my son, here are my instructions for you. Paul's instructions are not Paul's instructions. They are the instructions of Lord God Almighty that flows out of Paul to Timothy through the anointing of God that is upon Apostle Paul. When Paul gives his instructions to his people, be it to Timothy or to anyone, they are instructions from God Almighty given by God to those people through His anointed 
discernment. It's very important to heed to the instructions of God so that we can live. Paul is writing to Timothy, his son in the faith. Timothy is not Paul's biological son. Paul never got married. Timothy is Paul's spiritual son. Paul was Timothy's shepherd. Timothy is being trained by Apostle Paul. And there are specific instructions that God is giving to Timothy through Apostle Paul. And God didn't say, well, this is for Timothy, so just Timothy should have it. No. Because these are instructions given by God to each one of us here today. God in His sovereign wisdom made sure that this writing of Apostle Paul to Timothy, the instruction given by God through Apostle Paul to Timothy, be placed in the book of all books, the Word of God. So the words of Paul are the words of God. Understand it. Very clearly understand it. The words of Paul are the words of God. And therefore, you're placed in the Holy Bible. Paul the Apostle bearing the anointing of the Lord God Almighty. Anytime he writes, anytime he speaks, he speaks as the mouth of God, even if it's a simple counsel. It's not something that can be taken like we take somebody else's counsel. It's very important, very crucial. It's life-giving. And there's a specific reason why God gives these instructions. To his people. Similarly, when God gives instructions to his people through the shepherds that God has placed upon their lives when they are anointed by God, and you know that God's anointing is upon them, how do you know? God confirms what they're doing with signs and wonders in their lives are holy before God. What they are saying is of God. It is very important to take it and to live by it so that you can live. This goes for any, any church in any part of the world to any believer who wants to grow, who wants to reach the other side, who wants to make it to heaven. Every single person, wherever they are, they need to know who the Apostle Paul is on the face of the earth where God has placed them. They need to know which church God has placed them in. They need to know that. I saw that the other day. 
all those who are getting saved, God adds them to a specific local body that God places. They need to know who the Apostle Paul is. They need to know who their shepherd is. And they need to be under them. They need to be led by them. They need to be fed by them. And every instruction that comes from them has to be taken very seriously if it's coming from anointed servants of God because it's coming from the mouth of God through the mouth of the servants of God to the ears of God's people. From the hand of God through the hand of the prophet through the hand of the shepherd it comes to the sheep. That's the pasture. That's the water that's being given. And that's the medicine that's being given. If the sheep is sick, it has to take it. If the sheep is hungry, it has to eat the food. Sheep is thirsty, it has to drink the water. Wherever the shepherd leads, it's very important. That's what will keep them from falling. Keep them from dying from any kind of sickness. It'll keep them from getting hurt. It'll keep them from being devoured by the enemy. This is God's order to protect the flock in this world where we have the enemy who goes about roaring to see whom he may devour. He goes about like a roaring lion. What is he trying to do? Threaten people. What is he trying to do? Disturb the flock with rumors, with unbelief, with lies, with envy, with all kinds of things. But the sheep that keeps its eyes on Jesus will never listen to the voice of the stranger, will never be scared by the lion that is roaming around, roaring. They'll be safe when they're within the fold that God has placed them. For every believer, the safety is within the fold that God has placed them. Under the care of the shepherd, within the fold, within the local body, within the place that God has placed them. This goes for every single person, whoever is out of state, who is out of country. That God has placed you in our church. Do you know? This is where God has placed you. This has to be your priority. Taking the instructions, taking the life-giving word that God is giving week after week after week, whether it's the morning call, Tuesday meetings, Sunday services. These are life-giving manna and medicine that comes from God Almighty. And any prophecy and any counsel God has given for anyone to do it, those are life for them to keep them from falling. That's like how the doctor says you need to take antibiotics for 10 days and you have to take it twice a day. You need to take it for 10 days and you have to take it for twice. You have to take it twice a day. If you say, well, I'll take it one day and I'll just take it the fifth day and, and I won't take it the rest of the day. So I'll take it one, two, three and then relieve the rest. It can do you more damage. Because whatever bacteria you're trying to kill, when it's not taken care of, it's going to get more aggressive. When God gives something, it's for your own good. It's your own protection. It's for your own safety. It's 
their own healing. It's their own security. When you don't do it, the enemy will become stronger than before because he knows, well, you're careless and you're defiant. I will be after you because there's no fence there. Only a sheep that is within the fold will be protected. And, and who are the sheep that is, who are the sheep do you know that are within the fold? Those who obey. Those who walk by faith. What is walking by faith? Walking by faith is walking in obedience to what God has given. Only when you have faith you can obey. When you don't have faith, you rebel. You don't obey. Because the rebellious spirit comes in. The defiant spirit comes in. God is speaking to the hearts of this hour. How do we know we're in the faith? Jesus said this. Those who keep my commandments. Those are the ones. Those who keep the instructions that God gives. Those are the ones. That obedience to God in all things is a sign of where we stand spiritually before God. So Paul the Apostle to Timothy, his spiritual son, his sheep, here, to Apostle Paul and to God is receiving specific instructions from God through Apostle Paul so that he can effectively battle against the enemy. There are specific tools God will give to you so that you can successfully overcome the enemy. Whether it's during the services, whether it's through private counseling, through prayer. Every counsel that comes from the mouth of God's anointed servants are not their own counsel, it's counsel from heaven. When we despise it, we do damage our own soul. When we obey it, we live by it. That's why Apostle Paul says to Timothy here, every word that God has given, take it and they will help you fight your battles. So the prophetic word that God gives, whether it's through the prophecy during prayer or through a counsel, it comes from God's servants, must be taken very seriously and applied. Because the application part is what's going to cause you to live, help you to fight the battles and not become casualties cling to your faith in Christ and keep your conscience clear two things are very important if you want to be successful in your spiritual warfare you need to have a clear conscience your conscience must be clear before God you're walking in obedience to what God has told you to do that you're not in sin two things that you obey God and you disobey Satan, in short. You need to obey God and disobey Satan. That's what will show to you and to others who your Lord is, whether it's God or the enemy. When you obey God, it shows that God is your Lord. When you obey Satan, it shows Satan is your Lord. People who bow down to rebellious spirits will manifest rebellion. People who bow down to 
angry spirits will manifest anger. People who bow down to hateful spirits will manifest hatred. You call these the works of the flesh. So if we are God's people, the fruit of the spirit should be manifested. This is why Apostle Paul is writing this here through the Spirit of God. Your conscience must be clear. Your conscience must be clear. No hint of pride, no hint of immorality should be there. When you see it in your life, you need to drive it out. Like how you'll drive out a plague. Drive it out. When you know the intensity of this virus, any virus that comes, you know how people clean their homes and clean their hospitals and clean everything. Why? Because they know the dangers of that. Those who are careless are the ones who will become a prey. If you are not careful, then you will become a prey. When God gives His word and God says, these are the things you should do and watch out for these things. Those who don't watch out those who say, well, I'm not going to take that and go the opposite. They become an open door for the enemy, welcoming clients to Satan. And Satan says, oh, right. I can come in and I can shipwreck your faith by making you shipwreck your own faith. Keep your conscience clear. Don't flirt with sin. Keep your conscience clear. Don't flirt with sin. When I say sin, sin is unbelief. Unbelief is sin. Don't flirt with sin. When I say sin, sin is anger. The Bible says the person who is full of rage and anger will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. They will not go in. No matter how you jump up and down and how much tongues you speak, you'll go straight to hell with all of that. Testimony begins inside the home. Clear conscience must be maintained first with your family, with yourself. You should know. That you're walking with God. The Bible says, Follow peace with all men, and without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Our first order of business is our home. You need to live a God glorifying, exemplary life, life in our home. We need to do that. And God says this in the midst of crooked and perverse generation. Shine as lights. Where does that begin? In your own home. There are people who say, well, my husband is not saved. My wife is not saved. My kids are not saved. My parents are not saved. So they push my buttons and I act like the devil. No. Who's living inside of you? Jesus or the devil? By your life you'll bring others to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's where your faith will be put to test. Are you an expression of Jesus Christ to them? Men may see your shining light. 
Let them glorify the Father in heaven. Jesus said that. Who are you? What has Christ done for you? Who is living inside of you? These are three questions every believer should answer. You should answer for yourself. If Christ is living inside of you, your expression will be exactly in line with what Christ has said. So what is God saying here? Clean up your act. If you're getting angry with your spouse, repent. And you need to put a lock on your mouth. Put a lock on your attitude. You need to show God's love. You need to seek the Lord. If you have to fast and pray, fast and pray. Say, Lord, my spouse and my children, my parents, my relatives, whoever is living inside my house should see Jesus in me, should see the love of Jesus in me. That's what keeping your conscience clear means. I've said this before and I will say it again. There's the Spirit the Lord wants me to. Our behavior is noticed by God. Our attitude is noticed by God. Our thoughts are seen by God. Our words are seen and heard by God. Our phone conversations are heard by God. Our thoughts, our actions, our behavior, they're all seen by Satan. Our talk, our walk, our mannerisms, all seen by Satan. So you have heaven watching, you have hell watching. You have God watching. You have the devil watching. You have the angels of God watching. They record our conversation. That's why the Bible says every word that we speak, it all goes into God's big book. And we'll be judged by the words we speak. Jesus said it. We have to be careful, very careful. When you say something about someone, make sure. You know that you'll be judged by what you say. When you're saying something based on what you think and it's not true, you'll be held as a criminal in the court of God Almighty. Every believer has to be very careful. He who is angry at a brother without a cause is a murderer, the Bible says. So that cause, you can say, well, this is the cause. But God will say, oh no, that's not. You're a murderer. And a murderous spirit and spirit of anger will dominate such people. Why? Because God sees things very differently. That's why I've said it again and again and again through the Spirit of God. Don't go by what you see, what you hear, what you feel. Because they can all be a deception, a delusion, an illusion from Satan. For what? To shipwreck your faith. Your first witness 
is God. The next witness is the devil. The third witness is your own conscience. Your fourth witness is your people who are living with you within your home. To this circle, no one can put on a show. No one. No matter how good the acting skills may be. To this circle, before God, before the devil, your own conscience, and before those who are living with you, living with you day and night, living with you. No actor can put on a show. They all watch day and night. Guess where a witness should come from? From God. God should say that my servant Job is upright before me because God bears witness. Satan will say, I know Apostle Paul. I know Jesus. To those who are living an upright life, he will say the same thing. Upright life. But to those who are not, he will say, who are you? I know you too. Who are you to take the name of Jesus and say, did you want to cast me out? I'm your boss. That's what Satan will say. That's the second witness. Your own conscience now. Your own conscience now when you put on a show. Fourthly, those who are living with you, they'll know. On four accounts, we can be judged. So it's very important for us to be real. Be a real Christian. Be a real Christian. Be a true Christian. We have heard this many, 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 many times in our church. A believer's testimony begins at home. Your own conscience. There are some people who try to play it really good before this spouse and before others and hide sin. You know what? They get caught. One day God exposes them and the fall is so big, hard, and the devastation is so bad. So the drama can never be a drama that is continued. We have to keep our consciences clear. That's our first priority before God. Be real. Be real. And you walk with God, make sure that the way you portray yourself outside is the way that God sees, Satan sees, people in your home see, and your own conscience will see. Never justify sin. It's very important. In order for you not to shipwreck your faith, you have to keep your conscience clear. Cling to your faith. Not just 
have some link with it. Just cling to your faith. You need to just hold on to your faith. That means no matter what comes to try to move you, when you hold on, you know, like the koala bear, you hold on to it tight. Not let it go. Hold on to it tight. No matter what the enemy brings you away, he shows you lies. What are you supposed to hold on to? The Word of God. What are you supposed to hold on to? The prophecies God has spoken. What are you supposed to hold on to? The counsel that God has given. Those are the people who will not shipwreck their faith. Who is Apostle Paul giving this counsel to? Not an unbeliever. He's giving this counsel to Timothy who's growing in the faith. Timothy is not an early beginner believer here. He's someone that Apostle Paul is appointing as a young pastor. And Paul is overseeing him. To him, he says, this is what happened to many people. It can happen to you. After becoming a pastor, you can shipwreck your faith. This is what happened to Hymenaeus and Alexander. This is what happened to them. It can happen to you. So be very careful. And who were Hymenaeus and Alexander? They were not unbelievers. There were people who believed God and came into salvation. And people tell you, that nothing can take you out of heaven. Nothing can take you out of the hands of God. And tell you that it's okay to be comfortable in your sin. It's okay to be comfortable in living a hypocritical life. Those are lies from hell to take Christian people to hell. We're God's people. God has given us this word. Follow peace with all men. It's a command. Love one another just like how Jesus loved you and loves you. It's a command. When we disobey the command of Jesus, we obey Satan. We're not Christ's followers. We become devil's followers. How will people know that you are his disciples? By your love for one another. Some have deliberately violated their conscience by violating the commands of God. If God has spoken something to you, I do you know, sometimes some people say, well, God spoke to me. But they themselves play pastors and prophets for their own lives and let the enemy speak. They go completely opposite to what instruction God has given to them through those scriptures, through the shepherds. They do their own thing. If they have been counseled to show love to their spouse, they'll say, well, this is what the pastor said, but I can't do it. It's very hard and and my wife is this or my husband is this and that's why I did this and that's why I got angry and that's why I did this. It's not going to stand before God. None of your excuses can stand before God. You cannot. Well, you're justifying your sin and saying why you did what you did and 
try to play victim and try to make yourself look innocent. No, before God, in the court of God Almighty, you will stand as a criminal because you were told what to do. And what the shepherds have said, Apostle Paul has said, goes along with what Jesus said, which is to love one another just like how Jesus loved. Just like how Jesus loved. For some people have deliberately violated their consciences. Any time God gives an instruction through his anointed servants, it will always go in line with the scriptures. Always. It's never going to go opposite. It will always go in line with the scriptures. The Lord says, don't partake of the sins of Sodom. And you shouldn't. At that time, you can't say, well, I'm trying to win them over to Jesus. So I'm sitting with drug addicts and gang members. And Jesus never went to the homes of prostitutes. He never went to the homes of drunkards. People need to read the Bibles properly. Jesus went to the Pharisees' house. Jesus went to Matthew, but the tax collector, and Peter, the fisherman. People who left their old lifestyle and came to God. Jesus went to Zacchaeus, the tax collector, who obeyed the voice of God and who came and responded to Jesus' invitation, had a repentant heart. To such people's home, Jesus went. Other people said that, oh, Jesus is eating with sinners. But he never went to sinners' homes. Sinners came and they left as repented people, as converted people like Mary Magdalene. They came to where Jesus was. Satan is very clever. You know to whom he twists the scriptures? To those who don't read their Bibles properly. To those who don't give priority to God's word. If you know somebody is a witch, don't step into their home. If you know somebody is doing witchcraft, mother, father, daughter-in-law, son-in-law, child, do not step into their home. Don't step foot into their homes. If you know people are doing occultic things and Satan worship and worshiping demons, don't step foot into their homes. Be very careful. Be very careful. Don't say they are co-workers, colleagues, they gave me this or they invited. I want to show them the love of Jesus. That's not how you show. Make sure. You don't enter into Satan's zone because those things are not something to play with. They're very strong. They can attack any believer who would be so careless to enter into Satan's zone. He'll say, well, you are in my territory. I have the power. There are people who will want to do what they want to do, but they will use scriptures to cover themselves, so to speak. They'll say that 
I have the blood of Jesus. It's not going to do anything to me. God is bigger than witchcraft. I have the blood of Jesus. Really. You'd be going like, going with a paper armor into burning fire. Where you need to be, where God has placed you, that's your safety zone. Anything beyond that, places and people that God says he hates. Those who practice the cult and witches and witchcraft, those are people God explicitly states in his word that he hates. You know, there are a lot of people who say this statement, God hates sin, but he loves the sinners. It's true and false. There are plenty of scriptures in the Bible where God says, I hate the wicked. Not just their wickedness, but the wicked themselves. Because they become one with wickedness. We need to know our Bibles. We need to know the scripture. We need to know. When people like people in Nineveh. They were in sin, but they didn't know the difference between right hand and left hand. To them, God sent Jonah, the prophet, to preach repentance because God's heart was longing for them to repent because they didn't know what they were doing. There's a big difference between those who don't know what they're doing and those who say, I choose Satan. I reject Jesus Christ. Big difference. The sinners like people in Nineveh are the ones God hates their sin, but He loves them and He sends the messengers of God. But the sinners who repeatedly reject the messengers of God and the message of God and say that I will destroy the kingdom of God, I will destroy the people of God, people like Jezebel, People who go after witches and witchcraft deliberately are those God pronounces judgment upon because He not only hates what they're doing, He hates them. God hated Jezebel's works and God hated Jezebel. That's why the judgment came and the judgment was fulfilled. We need to know our Bibles. Our church should be a church that knows the Word of God the way everyone should, everyone ought to. May God help us to understand what the Spirit of God is speaking to our hearts in this hour. Cling to your faith. Cling to your faith. Keep your conscience clear. For some people, some believers who started out well have deliberately violated their conscience by violating the commandments of God, by violating the instructions given by Apostle Paul to them. And as a result of that, they shipwrecked their faith. Their faith has been shipwrecked. May faith never be shipwrecked. There's nothing worse than that. 
Our faith is the most important treasure because it's by our faith we will enter into our heavenly Canaan. It's by our faith we will pass through the wilderness. It's by our faith in Christ. By keeping our conscience clear, by doing what God has told us to do through His scriptures, through His servants, we will live. Hymenaeus and Alexander, the two people, whom Apostle Paul had to throw them out and give them over to Satan, though they may not blaspheme the living God. By what? By their actions. Christians can blaspheme the living God by their actions. You know how many people say, Oh, I love Jesus and do drugs. I love Jesus and they're immoral. I love Jesus and they're into pornography. I love Jesus and they're full of hate. I love Jesus and every time they open their mouth, it's full of lies. I love Jesus. Every time they open their mouth, it's full of pride. I love Jesus. They'll see who can they devour today. They blaspheme God by their actions. Such people, they do not have the right to take the name of the Lord God upon their lips. They don't. May God speak to our hearts this morning to be true to the one who gave us all for us to be true to ourselves. Be true to yourself. Because heaven is watching you. Heaven knows you inside out. Hell is watching you. Hell knows you inside out. Those who live with you, they are watching you. They may not know your every thought. But they see your actions more than anyone else outside. In your own conscience, will condemn you. May God speak to our hearts today. Are you a reflection of His grace? Are you a reflection of the grace of God? Nobody in our church should be whitewashed tombs. Look very holy on the inside, holy on the outside. God shouldn't bear some of the witness. We can do all kinds of things. Give. Like Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13. In front of others outside, you can even say, I want to give my body to be burned. But if you don't have love, how can you, how can you give your body to be burned if you don't have love? Motives. And people want to look like they're heroes. What do people think? People live for that. People give for that. People labor for that. But inside their heart, they're not right. In their own family, that's not shown. Your first witness is within your four walls. Your first practice of 1 Corinthians 13 is to those whom God has put in front of you, right in front of you in your own home. That's the first area. And then beyond. The next order is the family of God. It's your church family. Keep that priority straight all the time. All the time. All the time. 
all the time. And whatever instruction God gives to you, from the word of God, through the servants of God, through your apostle Paul, God is placed over you. No matter which church you go, where you are. Know your apostle Paul. Make sure you're obedient where God has placed you. Otherwise you'll be despising the anointing of God and the word of God God has spoken over you and you'll stand as a judgment against you. Shipwrecking your faith. Timothy, my son, here are my instructions for you. Based on the prophetic words spoken about you earlier, use that for that's going to help you to fight well in the Lord's battle. Every instruction God gives, use it. So it will help you to wage your spiritual warfare successfully. Cling to your faith in Christ and keep your conscience clear. Don't become like those who fell away. Hymenaeus and Alexander are two examples where Apostle Paul, through the anointing of God, laid upon him through the Spirit of God who led him, had to hand those people over to Satan so that they may not blaspheme God. That had never happened to anyone in our church. You know, the grief and the heaviness the Apostle Paul would have had to even do this to handle Hymenes and Alexander to Satan. Every sheep needs to be a blessing to God. And to bring joy to the heart of the shepherd, God is placed. Never a grief, never make their work burdensome, the Bible says. So that you can be well. Follow the word of God. Be true to the scriptures that God has given. Don't shipwreck your faith by disobeying what God has spoken. Maintain a clear conscience before God and before man. And God will make sure that you will win every single time because you keep yourself within His promise which says God will lead you into triumph and victory every single time, all the time. Before we close, I want to take you to the New King James Version and we'll read the same scriptures there. So let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 1. I'm going to read from verse 18 in the New King James Version. This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you. By them you may wage the good warfare, having faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected concerning the faith, have shipwrecked, suffered shipwreck, of whom are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I delivered to Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. Blaspheming God is not only by words, but by actions. We have to understand that. Our life and our words 
very important, will be judged by our words and will be judged by our actions. Another day when the Lord leads me to, some other time, I don't know when, God will expand further. We've heard these things separately. How we'll be judged by our words, we've also heard how we'll be judged by our actions. But when the Lord leads, another time, I don't know when, God will take us over those scriptures again. But for now, hearing this is suffice for us this morning. Hold on to what God has given to you. Hold on to the prophecies and instructions God has given to you. The prophetic word God has given to you. The prophetic counsel that God has given to you. With that you can wage good warfare. You can only hold on to it if you have faith. Make sure your conscience is clear. Make sure you live a holy life. Make sure there's no drama going on anywhere. Make sure the life is clear before God. Make sure what people see is what God sees. Make sure what people see on the outside is what your family sees. Make sure what people see on the outside is what those who are living in your home. And the little ones are the oldest see. Make sure you're the same person that Satan sees. Satan should see you as a man of God, as a woman of God, that he dreads. God should see you as a beloved child of God. And those in your home should see you as a living testimony to the work of God in your life, that you are a walking Word of God, epistle. Living an obedient life filled with the love of Christ. There's no power that can stand against such a person. And such a life is possible. It's possible. And it's something that must be lived out by every believer. It's not something that is hard to attain, no. It's easy to live if we learn to obey God every single time, all the time. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you, Lord, for this morning hour. Thank you for this heavenly manna that you gave us this morning. Thank you, Lord, for your presence that is here. Thank you for speaking to our hearts. I pray may this word go and do a deeper work of faith in the lives of every single person. Let this word of faith, this word of truth, penetrate into the hearts of your people, Father. May every single person become the reflection of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray your blessing upon your people. May each one may hold on to the faith that you've given and to the counsel of God that you've given to them. And have a clear conscience so that their faith may never be shipwrecked, O God. 
that he may reach the heights of glory while on earth and reach the shores of heaven once they are done here victoriously stand before the living God for all the words that they've spoken may they be rewarded in heaven with great rewards the way they lived on earth with the actions their works may follow and they may be rewarded by God Almighty as you said whatever we do with our bodies the righteous judge will come and he will judge us and all those who have worked the works of righteousness will be rewarded God's great rewards those who have worked the works of unrighteousness even as believers will be punished will be rewarded according to that for they called themselves believers but they didn't stay in faith they shipwrecked their faith let every single one here Father cling to the faith cling to clear conscience cling to every counsel that you've given to them O oh Lord through the word of God and through the Apostle Paul that you placed upon their lives that every single person may know to feed from the pasture that you have placed them in and drink from the water that you have given to them stay within the fold that you have placed them in and be directed and fed by the shepherds that you have placed them under that they may be well protected by God Almighty through the shepherds that you have placed over their lives that obedience to the word of God and the word of God spoken through the shepherds may become top priority in their lives that their consciences may be clear they may maintain and they may have they may produce a good testimony in their homes that their lives may be the exact same as what you see what the enemy sees and what their family may see may it all tally O Lord that there be no hypocrisy in any single person here in the name of Jesus I thank you with this blessing I bless your people with and I thank you for doing it in Jesus name I pray Amen Amen